KBB Review podcast. I'm Managing Editor Andy Davis. And well, that's it. You can open your showroom again if you want to. And as much as many people will not want to admit it, you have Rang Kitchens to thank for it. And of course, KBB Review for finding it out. You're welcome. Wren's challenge to the official lockdown regulations has meant that anyone selling kitchens and bathrooms can almost certainly open their showrooms on an appointment-only basis as long as all social distancing guidelines are met. At least that's the current situation in England. So, the big question facing everyone now is simply this. To open or not to open? Some are champing at the bit, others are saying they will wait until the government feels it can lift lockdown measures further. So I thought we could catch up with some of the retailers we've had on the podcast before to see what they're doing what their thoughts are about opening up. Okay, let's go down the line now to Mark Butler from Butler Interiors. He's got a couple of showrooms up in the northwest. If you want to find out about him, he was from episode 13, if you want to go back and find that. But Mark, are you there? I'm here, Andrew, yeah. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. Enjoying the sun, so yes, all good. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? The question that everyone is debating with themselves right now is to open or not to open following yesterday's revelations, courtesy of KBB Review, about Wren getting permission. So where where are you sitting? Where's your head at? You know, to be honest with you, Andrew, I'm sort of sat on the fence a little bit. I was, I'd, I'd made my mind up that I was going to wait until the 1st of June, being a, a non-essential business to open. Having said that, having listened to and read what I read yesterday in the press regarding the, the Ren um, KBSA, I'm now thinking that I may open them both on Monday by appointment only. We do have staff furloughed, so it's my intention to probably run them both myself. And if I do it by appointment only, work on the assumption that I won't need to be in two places at the same time. What measures have you already put in place to allow you to open so quickly in terms of social distancing, etc.? Well, we, we've obviously had a very, very good deep clean of both showrooms and the correct signage in place now. We got the hand sanitizer a couple of weeks ago before, you know, the expectation this may happen and we may need uh, need to open up rather fast when we get there before before the queue started of, of other people getting the right protective equipment. What were you thinking when Wren opened? Were you thinking there's a commercial advantage going on here? Because the immediate thought that lots of people had was that they just opened regardless. But actually, what we found out yesterday was they had full permission to open from their trading standards. Where was your mind at with that? Initially, I, I, I just thought it was outrageous, to be perfectly fair. You would expect a company of that sort of size to have had some kind of guidance from somewhere. And obviously, it's now come clear, hasn't it, that they have. I think the difficulty is with, with someone as... As big as Wren, of course, yes, they've got huge overheads, but ultimately the small retailer like ourselves, you know, for me personally, we're not a huge company. We're only a small company. We're probably like comparing corner shops to supermarkets, isn't it? We need to get back open as quick as we can and get some cash flow and move in the right direction again. Right. So are you anticipating a lot of appointments, do you think, and build up a bit of head of steam or are there people there waiting to see you, do you think? Well, based upon what I did read yesterday, we've actually got someone coming in the showroom on Saturday. We've been dealing with someone over the past fortnight, which is an architect-led client, um, that have been really keen to get into the showroom. And I've tried to put the brakes on it a little bit. But yes, based upon yesterday's announcement, we've got them booked in one of the showrooms in the morning at half past 10. After that, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, with the correct sort of marketing and social media marketing explain that we are open with the correct procedures in place you know fingers crossed or everything crossed that we should not forget some footfall again fairly soon and what kind of inquiries have you been getting since we last spoke we've had two or three inquiries that we already had in the pipeline that have now come back to life again and we've probably had four or five architect developer-led inquiries in the meantime uh, we had nothing for the first two or three weeks but last week alone 
we had five or six kitchen inquiries, uh, three of them actually for the same same person, but so, so three new inquiries, but a total of five or six kitchens in total, three utilities and a couple of bedrooms. So in actual fact, last week was a pretty positive week. Right, so that's good. So let's let's sort of try and gauge that a little bit. On a scale of 1 to 10, where 0 is shutting the doors forever and 10 is turning work away, where's your level of confidence for the next couple of months? I think I'd be sat somewhere in the middle, maybe somewhere slightly above. 6 or 7, I would say. OK, so given everything that's happened in the last couple of months, that's actually not bad. It's not. No, I'm feeling pretty positive. You know, the first time I spoke to Andrew, I was really quite negative. It's a small business and going through what we're going through. It really was worrying times, but actually the proof's in the pudding now. We, we, we've we rolled it out from a financial point of view, and we're still in a pretty good place, so I'm not worried at all financially. We've tightened our belt, we've made some changes, and actually when we are back working, we'll, we'll be doing it. We, we did it pretty good already, if I say so myself, but we'll be better. We can only have learned from this and come out of it in a better position, I believe. Well, that's brilliant, Mark. Thanks very much for sparing us a few minutes today, and we'll catch up again soon. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Goodbye. Bye. Right, let's go to London now. We're hopefully down the line here from Sheraton Interiors in Richmond. We've got Sheer Khan. Hello, sir. Are you there? Hi, Andrew. I'm here. How are you getting on? Very well, thank you. Very well. We spoke to you back in episode five, for those who want to go back and listen to uh, the detail of who you are and what you do. But basically, you've got a a family-run showroom in Richmond. Right, so the big question on the day is, of course, to open or not to open, where do you sit in that debate? Well, we've been active throughout and we will be opening. However, it will be a few weeks. I'm in no rush. I don't think there'll be queues of people outside. We're just renovating our showroom at the moment. And as soon as that's done, I am anticipating opening in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks to be exact. You're in the camp of the, the sort of first week of June uh, when, the, when the government sort of said that non-essential retail shops would start to open anyway. I am, and I'm not. I mean, that's just purely by circumstance because I'm just waiting for a few items to arrive, you know, from Germany. But I think there's really no harm in opening at the moment, providing you have all the social distancing and safety measures in place. I just think if we take the emotion out of it and and just view it from a purely logical point of view, I think this this COVID has affected everyone in in a very, very different way. So I think there's a lot more into it and I I also think we're we're simplifying the whole debate by just simply saying to open the doors or not I I think there's a lot more to take into consideration Uh, you know I do think if you can please do open unless you've got large capital reserves you you are really putting your business at risk well that's the question isn't it it's about necessity being the mother of invention here Uh, because we are very much talking about by appointment only and obviously with all the social distancing measures in place. So it, it feels to, to a lot of people, I think, like a natural extension of the remote working that they've already been doing. Clearly they will invite people to come to the show once they've already had some kind of contact with them remotely anyway. No, absolutely. And and I think that, you know, there's a counter-argument where, you know, uh, it, it's the case of, well, if you are doing that or you're staying active, it's all motivated by money and, and it's greed. Well, Well, it's not. You know, I, I, I think there's more to it than that. One of my clients is a financial analyst, and he said to me, this is the worst economic crisis since World War II. And he said, this will come out in the open. And when it does, we'll know the real impact. Is it going to be easy? No. But is it possible? I think yes. And we we need to start fighting now because this is not going away anytime soon. I mean, our lives have changed. And I think COVID has changed the way we will work 
for a long, long time. Uh, I don't think it's a simple case of we'll just open our doors and everything will be as it was in January. It's not. And I, I strongly advise everyone to just adapt to the new normal and adapt to the new environment. I, I think we need a bit of a bit of sanity back, a bit of normality back. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who, like myself, are vulnerable in terms of stress, anxiety. I think they need some type of structure and they need to feel that, that they are back and they're talking to clients. What kind of business have you been getting through remotely? Have you been getting a lot of inquiries? We're getting inquiries. We're speaking to a lot of clients at the moment. We're extremely busy. Last month and the month before that, we, we had one kitchen each. I know it's it's not a lot of business, but it's something. Like I said, it's just remaining active. It's just remaining active. Because if you don't, you will be left behind. And any studio or any business not being able to survive this is not a good thing, individually and collectively as a whole for the industry. Uh, and it will have a wider socioeconomic impact as well. So I think there's a lot to take into consideration. And I do think we're just kind of simplifying it by saying, shall we open the doors, shall we not? Well, I, yes, and it's a very personal choice about what is right or isn't right for the, for your business and, and your survival, I guess. Look, I'm going to try and get as, as many opinions as I can, but yours has been very, very valuable and a very interesting point of view. So thank you so much for sparing us some time and good luck, and we'll, we'll catch up again properly soon. Thank you for having me, Right, let's go north of the border now to find out what's happening in Scotland. We've got Jim Geddes on the line from Kitchens by J.S. Geddes. Jim, are you there? Yes, I'm Andrew. Nice to speak to you again. Uh, thank you very much. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on down here in England in terms of, of opening or not opening, but what's what's your view of what's going on up there? It's not changed. Showrooms are not to open. We have to stay closed. We have to stay under lockdown. We have not to travel for any distance unless it's for... Uh, messages or visiting chemists, etc. So there's no other reason for us to be leaving home. No, we're still shut down as far as we're concerned. But I'm assuming, though, that a lot of, that you and your contemporaries up there are, are trying to get some of the answers that we've got down in England, which is what does this mean in terms of trading standards and what classification do or don't kitchen and bathroom showrooms have? Have you got anywhere? Yeah, well, I actually contacted MSP of MPs for Scotland earlier in the week and then I contacted MSP today, this morning, and I just had a reply from them. Basically, we were asking them, as other companies in our industry are opening, can we reopen? And the reply was absolutely not. You know, we have to stay in lockdown, we have to stay and uh, comply with the government regulations at the moment, which is stay closed, stay indoors and stay safe, basically, that's what they're saying. I have sent them an email back just asking, does that mean they will prosecute companies? And I think we know there are two or three very large companies have reopened and one has reopened from us 20 miles away from us. So we just want to know if they're reopening, will they now be prosecuted? It's a very confusing situation, isn't it? It does imply a certain level of commercial advantage. I mean, some of those companies don't operate at the same level of the market that you do, but it, it does it does make it a very ambiguous, woolly situation, doesn't it? Particularly when you can see what's going on down in England. Yeah, absolutely. And I listened in with the, the KBSA Zoom meeting yesterday, I think it was, and obviously they put out that showrooms can now reopen again. So it's difficult because we are getting mixed messages up in Scotland um, and I think we are two or three weeks behind where England is with, with things. But it's a very difficult situation for us in Scotland. You're a very experienced retailer. You know the market very, very well. If you could open, would you open? 
Honestly, no, we wouldn't. I think we would leave it for uh, another two weeks. I think probably the 25th of May or else the first week in June would be when we would want to reopen because we have an obligation to everybody in the UK and we're talking about Scotland just now, we have an obligation to people in Scotland to try and keep safe to look after, as we were saying, our NHS. So we have to do the right thing, and I believe the right thing at this moment in time is not to open the showroom. Are you getting plenty of inquiries through, though, working remotely with clients? Are you, are you getting lots of interest? Yeah, um, surprisingly, we have had a few sales in the eight weeks that we've been off, so we've, we've probably done better than what I really thought we would do. Um, I'm surprised we, we got sales at all, but it's been very good from that. But not obviously the figures that we we budget for the year, but it's certainly we've had sales, so it's very positive. Well, that is very positive, and I suppose that does give you a bit more of an option to choose whether or not opening is the right thing to do or not. I think if you were desperate for business or desperate for cash or whatever it was, maybe you might look at it slightly differently. Yes, I think so. We've all got challenges in the industry, and at the end of the day, we're all trying to fight the same demons just now. We're in a fortunate situation now. We have had some sales through, and we can afford to, to keep shut for the next two or three weeks, but that can't go on indefinitely. We would hope by the end of this week that we'll get instruction from the, the government, at least in Scotland, that we, we can reopen in three weeks' time or whatever it might be. But I think we are looking for a bit of further instruction from the Scottish government. Well, look, Jim, we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks' time then and see how you're getting on. Hopefully, the market will gain a certain degree of parity across all the different regions, otherwise it's going to get even more confusing. I think that's a difficult thing just now, Andrew. We've got suppliers wanting to deliver to us, and we've got the press out in Scotland saying that they're not going to let vehicles into Scotland. So it's it's a very difficult situation. Obviously, we can't take deliveries at the moment, and we're having to tell our suppliers that. But there has to be some hard and fast rules coming out of Scotland government as to what's actually going to happen. Well, thank you very much for your time as always, Jim, and we'll catch up again soon. Okay, thanks, Andrew. Right, let's go to Rich Hibbert now at KSL. Rich is obviously also, he's an independent retailer, of course, but he is also the chairman of the KBSA. We spoke to him back in episode two, if you want to go and have a look at that in detail. But Rich, obviously you've been uh, looking into this uh, issue of whether or not showrooms come open uh, from a KBSA point of view, not just your own point of view. Well, you have, yeah, good afternoon. It's been a, a deeply frustrating, long-winded and hard work to um, to get there. There's been at least four of us plus our members tackling. We've, we've given templates to write to MPs and everything to get this guidance. We finally managed to speak to the top of trading standards and, and, and get it confirmed. And what we wanted to do as KPSA modern anything is, is confirm what was right and what was wrong and what was legal and what our stance would be. And, and now we can safely say that legally, as long as all the health and safety, the documentation and everything is, is done to the letter, our members and any independent or any KBB business can open as long as that's our advice followed. Now everyone will have to take their own advice on that and their own thoughts, but they, they can legally open and that was the key for us. Well, I mean, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? It, put, it puts the decision in the hands of, of the retailers as opposed to in some faceless bureaucrats, I guess, who who, who, who don't understand those individual circumstances. Yeah. So what what are you going to do, Rich? Are you opening or not opening? So I've been in the, in the office every day, or Monday to Friday, working. We've been taking deliveries in and things like that. We're getting clients wanting us to fit, wanting to come in. I'm just going to take my time 
I haven't set myself a, gu- a guide to when I'm going to open, but I probably will be open in the next week or so with just me here again at the moment, limited to one customer per uh, appointment. But I want to get this right. I'm, I'm not under pressure to people aren't wanting to, to run in the showroom at the moment. So we're still remotely designing and I'm not under pressure. So I'll take my time and get it right. What, what I'm getting the impression of here is, is the need to open is about getting people over that final uh, finishing line for, for yeah. actually purchasing. So they've, been, they've had the remote meetings, they've had the remote design, but they just need that one thing of coming in and touching a door or touching a worktop that just sets that, those final decisions. So it isn't about having entire consultations face-to-face. It's no. about just that last part of a conversation. Is that is that where your mind is going as well? Yeah, and, and to be honest, it's what, what a lot of members and independents have got to be careful of. If the documents are signed off-site, and it's an off-site contract. So, you, you know, it's it's like a telesales. You've got to be really careful contractually. So the customer coming in and signing the final documents, at, at very least, is key in our industry. You can sign waivers and things, but it is difficult. You have to get that right because people, if you don't give them the choice to cancel within the 14-day period, if they've posted them back or, or signed them remotely, basically they can cancel at any time. So we, we have to be careful legally. Plus there's, you know, in, in bathrooms, maybe more in the kitchens, it's quite easy to deliver a door and things, but customers just want to see those final colours, you know, mark them down, get them on the contract. So, yeah, meetings, I, I assume, will be fairly brief, but they're, they're, they're kind of vital to finalise and see and touch and feel for sure. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how much the process of sales does change materially because yeah. of all this. That, that perhaps the classic get the customer in the showroom and that's where you've you've sort of got them trapped and you can <laughs> you know sell them things. Maybe that is that is one of the, the things that's going to change fundamentally because of all this. I think um, what I've found by talking to people, having Zoom meetings and, and, and carrying on with clients is I'm still getting a good amount of people come to me and wanting jobs done. They're making more initial inquiries into talking about your business and what you're about. So they're more interested in, in you as a business. And I think the fact that, I mean, I'm quite passionate about my business and the industry anyway. And so I think getting that story and that the way of delivering to, to clients when they make the initial inquiry will be key to your staff. I've been able to talk to people about our 31 years of business and what we stand for as a business and things, and it's been really well received. It's been interesting that actually we don't necessarily need to be in front of people in the initial inquiry stage or the the design stage, but actually the amount of time it takes to drive, for us, we're a bit rural, so maybe driving an hour to a customer's house, an hour, two hours at the house, drive an hour back, it's half a day without even doing anything really. So it's been interesting to see. And I think I, I said early on, I think this I think video is just everyone was a little bit scared of video, not everyone, but this has just opened up people to um accelerate their um need for it anyway. And I think I think it's here to stay for sure. It's about communicating with the customer in the way they want to be communicated with at that time. It's led by the customer, this, isn't it? It's led by what yeah. they want to do and what's convenient for them. So from your English members that you've been talking to here, I know this is a very broad brushstroke, but what is yeah. the feeling you're getting about whether people are or are not going to open? It's very mixed. I mean, I've, we've already seen some have decided to open straight away. Some are, uh, some sort of thought they'd be okay doing it appointment only previously, which technically they still were able to, but the key is you need to get this health and safety and all the processes in place and, and obviously staff back to work and, and interviews and processes that way. 
we're finding that there's still a few that are nervous about opening if they're in a small community that they'll be frowned upon and they don't want their bad PR. We've got some that are desperate to, this is all independence now, not just KBSA, but yeah. we've got people that are desperate to open to be able to get people over the line. A lot of people's bills are still going out, but they've spent eight weeks of no money coming in. And, and a lot of them have got products sitting in the warehouse. So it's, it's a necessity for some. And I think some of them are a case of they need to get back to work for their own, maybe their mental health, their whatever it is, but we're, we're definitely seeing a good proportion. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of messages on um, social media, appointment-only businesses opening. And I, the ne- not the negative, but the, the people saying they're not going to open is, is definitely drowned out by the amount I'm seeing that are going to open. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I'm getting to. I think it's the degree to what open actually means, as yeah. opposed to you are either open or you are closed. Yeah. And we'll see how that progresses over the next couple of weeks. Because yeah. if we hit the 1st of June or the first week of June and an announcement comes through about non-essential retail opening, yeah. I think the vibe and the mood changes again then, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, if, if others are. I mean, it's a little bit unfair when you look at, I've got friends who've got other showrooms and car dealerships and they're all restricted but because we get in and the it's kind of a loophole that we you know we we can get in we can get ahead a little bit you can find contradictions all yeah. over the shop in this yeah. can't you because it's all been put together so much you know why should you be allowed to go to wilco's and buy tea light candles yeah. when you know you can't go to a funeral or visit your mother these things are are skew with because yeah. of the speed and nature of what's happening um but you know ren have put, as someone described it to me ren have put a foot in the door to, to, for everyone else to come through Thanks very much, Rich. I really do appreciate the time. You've got to now work out what you're going to do, so we'll catch up again soon and try and, and piece together what the next stage of this is. Thanks a lot. So look, thanks a lot, mate. Speak to you soon. Okay. Thanks to all of the retailers we've had today and thanks to everyone for all the messages you've been sending me about what you're going to do. It's certainly an issue that will run and run for the next couple of weeks, at least, I think. Let me know what you're doing. Are you going to open or not? Email me, Davis at tailistmedia.com and that address is in the episode description. See you next week for another episode.